Hello all and welcome to episode 12 of Two Psychs in Nikes. It's good to be back, we had a short break, uh, it was unintentional and it required some hospital time but everything is well and it's great to be back. On this week's show we will talk about collectibles, some of the things that people have collected over the years and sometimes they go up in value and sometimes they stay or even go down in value. Larry has some of his own personal collections that he discusses and we talk about the wider world of collecting. So it's great to be back. Spread the word if you enjoy it or listen listen back to our previous episodes and thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. Hello all and welcome to episode 12 of Two Psychs in Nikes. I'm Jody, And I'm Larry. And on this uh, episode we're going to discuss collectibles. Or what people maybe think were collectible at the time, but then uh, as time goes on, maybe they're just not junk, but not really worth <laughs> the money that they thought they were. So um, I have a little bit of experience with this, but like more so through uh, friends or reading it in popular media. But um, Larry, did you were you were you an avid collector growing up of anything? Yeah, I was like me. My dad was, and my sister was. Um, <clears throat> so, I would have collected stuff. Yeah, I would have got it off them. Yeah, especially my sister because she was a bit older than me. But like, so we could kind of do things together, like go to the shop together and buy things, you know. So, yeah, my my family would have called people like that like hoarders. That's yeah, <laughs> like isn't that funny? When I grew up, like it was yeah. like ah, oh, they're hoarders. They they keep all sorts of junk and. You know, that's what they would have thought of maybe a lot of collectible things, you know, like figurines and things. Uh, yeah, they, Just like kind of dismiss that as ah, that's just hard. Just hard. Yeah, they're, maybe yeah. they're lonely or they're a bit needy or something. Um, like, yeah. probably the closest. Well, they probably, they probably were, uh, they were probably a bit right there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to say that, I'm sorry. Um, the closest thing I, I collected was model cars, but it was never for like the collection sake like I didn't just uh, collect them in the hope of having a valuable collection when I was older or that they'd ever sell on we just we liked mm. certain vehicles and we collected them like you know yeah. a lot of them would still be in their original box but they wouldn't mm-hmm. have been limited in any way or they would have been yeah. like so that was probably and the other funny thing was Pogs I don't know if you remember Pogs I do yeah I didn't collect them but I have a box of Star track pogs like a un- unopened box that my dad picked up somewhere Go away. yeah yeah i i actually forgot about that I, I did have a couple of pogs and um then when i was doing like a little bit of looking around for this episode i saw pogs pop up there lit- literally you can market and sell anything can't you because they were yeah flattened plastic discs just like what you would throw out every day and they had like mm-hmm. some sort of crappy little animation on them or something and that made them desirable it's amazing isn't it i know i was only thinking about it the other day i was uh looking online and i was just thinking about like uh, like baseball cards you know like tr- cards that uh people buy and trade with each other yeah. um like it, it's literally like it's created by an industry like it's not just like someone goes like say someone decides to collect like flowers and press them in a book and keep them. Yeah. Like that's like nobody's manufactured the flowers for collecting, you know. Yeah. But but when it comes to like uh, 
like there's specific things like uh, trading cards and limited edition things that are just manufactured precisely for that purpose for people to collect and and they limit the numbers just on purpose to make them hard to get your hands on and up the value it's a yeah, like it did. It does strike me as I'm somewhat cynical now. Maybe that I'm a bit older. That some of this stuff is, is um, yeah, it's all fabricated. Like I, I did. Oh, I did have two or three beanie babies as well growing up. Uh, probably what what age was I? Maybe twelve or thirteen. They were probably presents, and I thought they were a nice little thing. They were like they seemed to be well made, and I liked them. But they were another kind of thing that a lot of people would have had. Maybe hundreds of beanie babies, like. Oh yeah, the beanie bed. I used to, when I was younger, right, about 16 years of age, uh, I used to buy some like magazines, different collect, like, I don't know, like science fiction magazine and it'd have like just information about, you know, X-Files and different programs that were big at the time, but they'd have advertisements in the back and I, I must have got an address from an advertisement. It was for this company, uh, like a family, little family business called Paul and Judy's Coins and Cards. And I, <clears throat> I sent them a, a, like a, an envelope with a, an international stamp on it. They sent me back a catalogue. And that's when I started then going about buying uh, like collectibles from the States directly. But they, they, they had a lot of Beanie Babies. The Beanie Babies were huge in America at that yeah. time. Yeah. And it was a lot of older women collecting them. Sorry, Jody. Uh you were in with the older women collecting the beanie <laughs> is that, babies. Is that who was collecting them? Jeez, there was a lot be, yeah, because they were some of them were kind of expensive and they they seen them as like uh, as an investment for the few like they were gonna be worth money in the future. Right. But unfortunately, uh that hasn't been the case nowadays, like yeah, there's always somebody still collecting these things, but they're not worth what they were worth back in the nineties. No, you wouldn't collect you know? them to to make a retirement, but you might just collect them because you enjoy the item. Like I suppose there's different ways of collecting. But I just want yeah. to touch on that you said there that mini babies would have been for like the the older female audience maybe. And it's funny because there was another toy that I loved as a kid. Now uh, all this boy and girl stuff, this kind of came out more recently but i grew up in the 80s and polly pocket was they were like oh a, yeah polly pocket like a little clamshell thing that opened up and there yeah. was a little world inside now it was that's funny right because, yeah that would have been marketed to girls but i thought they were the business i absolutely loved them so if mm-hmm. i was ever like in a in a toy shop i would have looked at top trumps top trumps were cards that yeah, the, I like top trumps. They were cool because you get airplane ones. And, yeah, but yeah. you learned from them as well. That was deadly. Like, uh, you yeah. know, uh, so I would have always got all the different car ones. Um, and I always, I, that's how I spent my pocket money. But it was either poly pockets or top trumps. So I suppose I was right in the divide there between my car top trumps and then me me poly pockets so it was probably right <laughs> down the middle like i'm sure me, me folks were thinking at once that but it's just funny that you say that yeah, yeah. babies yeah um and come here have you have you still got have you got a large collection still of anything that you would have been building up from your teenage years would you still have it uh yeah i would i would um i suppose like at the, that company paul and judy's coins and cards i would have bought a lot of stuff off them back in the day but uh, I would have had to order that stuff from 
from the state so it took like back then it was like eight weeks for the for delivery so it was like a three-month process to buy something that's Mm -hmm. that's not an exaggeration but then in the world cup 94 there was um a a company called upper deck brought out these uh, cards uh trading cards and it was for all the players um in the world cup I don't and believe you could it. Buy, I remember yeah, these. You, I remember yeah, these. you could buy them in the local shop, so I didn't have to go to the States to buy them. Yeah. So I collected them, but nobody else really collected them around the area. There was one guy who happened to buy them, but gosh, he had them. They were in rag order, like the edges were all... Oh, that's yeah, I don't know, what he was chewing on them or something. <laughs> but, he, but he had a few of the cards that were hard to find, and... You'd want to swap them because you'd want the card, but then you're like, man, it's in such bad condition. <laughs> what do you do? It's a trade-off. Can you yeah. earn a flat or something? Oh, I, I can't stand that when they're all curled in, in bits. Yeah. yeah. And if they were hologram cards, yeah, come on. I actually had that upper deck and they were like little, you slipped them into the little, uh, like almost like laminate. Uh, they were deadly, but they were, they were, I remember them being quite expensive and I got no. Yeah, they were expensive. Yeah, they were like, they weren't astronomical, but the, you, you couldn't kind of, yeah, they were, they were, you could only probably buy like a, a two packs a week or something. I think they were, say, a say, say a Panini sticker book would have been, say, 25p or 30p. Like an upper yeah. deck would have been a, a pound, I think, for yeah. a pack or something. Yeah. yeah cause did you get it finished? Like, did you finish that book? I I actually still have the book. Um, I was quite big into that at the time. Like I was, uh, I would have been ordering stuff from England and all. Actually, I was buying those cards from the states as well. Like I'd be going to make these limited edition cards, so I'd be tracking down all the. I always wanted the rarest things, you know. So I was buying stuff from the states. Uh, but I still have them. They're up in my mother's attic. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'd never. I'd never. I don't think I'd ever sell them because. They just mean so much to me. And would would the would, would what you get back for them in return for having them? No, it's that trade off wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. No, like I'd see them on eBay. Someone selling a complete set that would have taught if they collected it. Like when they were younger, like it would there would have been so much money and effort involved. And if they sell it on eBay now, they probably get like fifty quid or something for it. Like it wouldn't. You know, unless you were stuck or you didn't care anymore, but you wouldn't be getting backwards put into it. That's no, for sure. No, certainly yeah. not. No. Um, yeah. Like I, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I would have personally done? But that's funny that you talk about the upper deck because I completely forgot about that book and it was nicely done. The Panini, I suppose, I would have done those sticker albums for the 1990 World Cup. I tried to do that. I just never yeah, got yeah. them completed. Like I never even got them halfway done. I. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I just it fizzled out for me. I just liked having the book. I think. Well, if you think about it, right? Like, say there's like three hundred stickers in a collection, like for the World Cup stickers, yeah, yeah. and you only say you have like two hundred and ninety, and you just need ten more. You have to keep going back and buying packets, in the hope that you're gonna come across those ten stickers so like that's the genius of the business model isn't it yeah the odds of you like after a while you'd get uh like you you'd just frizzle out and you're like i'm not spending any more money i'm not i can't get these stickers like <laughs> but it would take you over because if you only had a yeah. few left to get like i could see how that would nearly like take over your life to try and get these few stickers <laughs> finished you know like that. <laughs> yeah so maybe that's why i stopped halfway along because I never had to get into uh, into that like position of not finding the last few I suppose um, yeah 
Well, in England, like in England and more so in the States, they'd have, especially in the States, they'd have these things called a swap me. So you'd meet and you'd bring your extra stickers or cards and some everybody else would bring theirs and you'd swap them. So that, that was the solution to that problem. But in Ireland, that didn't really exist. There was no organized swap meet, you know, so... See, baseball yeah, cards, is, those baseball mm. cards, they started decades ago, didn't they? So there's a whole... There's a whole kind of like uh, yeah. industry around it, even the second-hand market and all. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It's yeah. a very established hobby, yeah. The uh, trading cards in the States would be like very established. Like, And let me ask you this, apart from like uh, uh, Noel Gallagher's guitars, is there anything you actually collect? <laughs> is there anything you collect now with, with a vengeance? Like, did you ever get into something later in life and... That's kind of like if you have any little things that you like to collect now. Yeah, yeah, there would be, yeah, because like um, I still have that thing in me, like that's uh, the collecting bug is there. So if I have a passion for something, I 100% will want to own something belonging to it, something tangible. Um, <laughs> so funny. I've been watching Star Trek. I literally have one episode left out, like nine seasons. And I, I don't want to just watch it like uh, willy nilly. I want to wait until it's like I feel okay. It's time to watch the last episode. <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to track down a, a signed picture of the cast, um. But it's a particular one that they. It's an official one that was uh, sold like limited edition at two thousand five hundred, and they sold it in the nineties. Paramount Pictures sold it. So like autographs can be a bit dodgy. So I, I only I want this one because it came from the actual uh, studio. Um so I'm trying to track that down, but I don't want to pay the top price. I want to get it a bit lower. I always want to get it a bit lower yeah. <laughs> than the, the going rate. Yeah. You know? Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think my problem probably with collectibles, um, as I got older they probably like I probably wanted less of them and then um, I've often like I've I probably think I've lived a kind of a simple life when it comes to kind of gathering stuff. Like I could mm. probably fit all my stuff into like a, a little van. Like um, so and then I read this book a few years ago called Stuffication and uh, it was Stuffication. About, yeah, and it was about people like becoming ill or having problems with just having stuff. Like so. Mm. And then people take it to extremes. There's been like people living with fifty items or a hundred items, you know, like which when you think about it, like it, like when you take into like socks and shoes and toothbrush, toothpaste, like it's it becomes. I, I wouldn't have anything like that, but I suppose I would always try and keep me possessions where I could just kind of up and leave fairly quickly if I ever kind of just got fed up or something. So yeah, if the heat was on you, like if the heat was on (laughs) and I I had to move, you know, like that does sound (laughs) me like that that makes me sound like a bit of a, like kind of a a wanted figure now, but you know, if you just kind of got, if you just wanted a change of scenery or something that you wouldn't have to bring like a truck load of stuff in tow. So, um, yeah, anytime we ever move or anything, I usually just end up leaving all the furniture, uh, everything. Like, you know, we just take like our few possessions, but we anything that we even bought for the place, we usually leave or just. So, I think that's where my problem is with collectibles is that I I don't know if I want to have them in tow. It'd be like kind of carrying mm. stuff around with me the whole time, you know. Yeah, you have to kind of. I know that's the thing. See, I think for me, part of the 
like oh, I I have a there's a few things going on, but I do have a vision of having a study in the future and having lots of me uh, like football jerseys on the wall and guitars and like the Star Trek uh, cast sign picture on the wall. These things that mean something to me. Um, so, but in the meantime, before I get me study, they're just gonna be I'd buy them and put them in in storage, like so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I get a kick just looking for these things. I don't even have to actually go through and purchase it. Yeah, it's the search and the and the like the investigation. Maybe is the is the deadly bit. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I suppose the one collection that that I do still want. I don't. I haven't even started it yet. But it's it's cars. Like I do want. A car like actual actual real cars real physical cars yeah like i wouldn't go crazy but there'd probably be like six or eight that i would love and like mm. i would probably swap them out then i wouldn't need 50 cars or anything but there's and they wouldn't i'm not talking these are not cars that like are half a million or a million they might be ten thousand or twenty five thousand there's like so okay it's nothing like it's it's nothing extreme but it's just having space to put them insuring them where to put them yeah uh, yeah keeping them all on the road maintenance wise there's a lot that goes into it's not just oh there is there is yeah for sure like i used to be told that before you buy any of the high performance cars make sure like you have half that budget again to maintain and operate them because Getting your hands on one of them is 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 one part of it, but then yeah, like a lot of those cars that I would look at would need constant minding and attention, and you know even buying tours for them and getting them serviced and like you so never you you never get that money back sometimes you actually no. like can yeah because I was thinking recently of um yeah say like a football jersey I have I was like okay I'm gonna get that framed. But if I ever went to sell that in the future, unless it was a very special jersey, I'd never get the money back for the frame. And whoever buys it, it's like the the you can't kind of add that in with the price. You can try to, but it's it's not really. No. <laughs> you're just going to lose some money, you know, along the way with these things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose if you really want to have it at some stage in your life, if you don't want to leave the this life without having it in your possession, I suppose you 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 take the rough with the smooth. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watches yeah. were something else that I, I suppose I was drawn to. I do have a, a quite a few watches over the years. Um, again, they wouldn't be like they wouldn't be anything exclusive. But I just like the design and look of watches. Um, I suppose I would like one or two watches. I wouldn't need ten or twenty, but that'd be something nice, like a nice Rolex Daytona or something. Just you know, even a used one or a you know. Um, yeah, that'd be something nice. Um, but that's uh, not much else. Yeah, no. Um, I'm just trying to think. There, I was watching a program there the other day. Yeah, uh, Pawn Stars, P A W N. Sounds class. Yeah, and they they were it was uh they were showing these clips of uh, people coming in selling their collections, and a guy like came in with a collection of Smurfs. You know Smurfs. Yeah. And he'd been collecting for, I don't know, decades, like the massive collection. Were they soft he, toys or were they Delph or what were they? Uh, a bit of everything, like, right. you know, small little rubber toys and big play sets and yeah. dolls and you name it. And he wanted 10 grand for it, but they were like, no, we'll, we'll give you two grand. And uh, they tried to, he tried to negotiate, but he ended up getting $2,000 like for his big collection. 
you know. It's uh, not really, yeah. He's probably spent his life building up this thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I think there's some people, when they're collecting, they that little caveat is added that this in the future will be worth some money. This is a good investment and it helps kind of justify the whole thing. Like, if anybody says anything, you can say, well, look, this is, uh, is going to be worth some money in the future. So uh, it kind of makes it a bit more okay to be spending that money now. Yeah. But um, in a lot of cases, the, like the, the fad, it's a lot of these things are fads and they just fade away over time and they're just not worth as much money. You yeah, know, I can see that with, with a lot of random Smurf kind of things. I, I can't, like my gut feeling would, that wouldn't be a value. Whereas if you had a, uh, uh, maybe the original Smurfs from the show or something like it's that would be different like but if you're just trying to if you're trying to collect something for value I think when you have just a load of randoms let's say you love uh, I don't know you love avocados and you just collect like avocado plates and pictures yeah, yeah. Of and all. <laughs> like if you bring that to auction I can't see it raising much money whereas if you said well I'm gonna pick up like Ladro porcelain that was all avocado, they're a whole avocado. Like, I can see how that might make money, but again, yeah, yeah. when you have a load of random stuff now, I think that's more for the for the collector than the, than the buyer. Yeah, 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 it's really for and and like, I suppose, like, um, most times it really isn't about the money, it's just the the someone has a passion for collecting one particular thing. I, I think from my experience, like, it's usually for me down to um. I usually have a connection with the thing, like if it's football or a program on TV or some yeah. music, there's usually some real life connection to it. And the, the collecting is like some way to to connect myself with that thing, you know, yeah. um, and keep that connection, you know, through through the collecting, you know. Um, yeah, look, it does to be a whole psychology behind it, I imagine. I reckon no. it's nearly all kind of psychology rather than like financial or anything. Is uh, the comic book stuff? I never, I was never a big comic book reader, or I never really was into like superheroes or action figures. It was just never. I, I don't go to those films. Um, I don't hold science fiction thing. Like I've never seen Star Wars or, um, so all that stuff has kind of uh, never really been a part of my life. But I, I get you've never even you've never seen Star Wars. No, I've never seen any. No, of them, no, no. Um, like Lord of the Rings, I went to the first one. I didn't like it. Um, like so, I'm just not into that fantasy world. But I get I understand the comic thing. I I think they're very like I like the illustrations and I, I like the idea. But they can now some of them are duds. Like a lot of people, but you often hear these people that inherit an old house and then you know they're their great granddad's house or something and they climb up into the attic and they find half a million's worth of like comics up in a box or you know they yeah, open yeah. up the they open up the old garage in the backyard and there's there's 10 ferraris sitting in there or something you, you always hear these stories but the truth yeah. of it is there's boxes of comics all over the world i'd say that are worth like a couple of dollars or a couple of euros so do you like were you ever have you any like special issues of anything like that um the, well so my dad used to I used to go into town with my dad like every uh weekend. We'd cycle from Tally into Dublin City and we'd go around the market. There was a big market there on the hill and it just looked it had brick or brack and stuff there, like it was rough uh, market. Well, well um, it wasn't Mother Redcaps, was it? No. 
No, no, mm. that was different. That was a different one. This was off Dame. This was off um, O'Connell Street. Okay. And <clears throat> excuse me, but one of the days we walked down. Um, where was it? Uh, Abbey Street. Yeah, what, I don't know, Upper or Lower Abbey Street. <clears throat> uh, and we went into this tiny little shop, and my dad spotted a a little some was smurfs. We were talking about smurfs. There was a little smurf in a box, yeah. and he asked the woman. He said, "Do you have any more of those?" And she said, "Yeah." He said, "We have a have a whole box of them here." She came out with a whole display box, and in the box was like fifty uh, smurfs, yeah. each in its own little box. Like so, it was a kind of un, untouched display box from like nineteen eighty. Nice. And th- this was like in nineteen ninety four, nineteen ninety four or something. Yeah. So we bought that. I the, whole had, of, I the whole everyone? bought the whole box. Yeah, my dad was like, "Do you want? Do you want me to buy them?" Because he knew they'd be worth they'd be worth some money. And I did too, like, because they're it's just a rare thing. Yeah. And uh, so we bought them. And I had those. I kept those for years, like, and uh, I actually sold them recently on eBay. I don't know how much I sold them for. We bought them for probably like twenty pound, or something like, or fifteen pound or something. I sold them for like three hundred euro. Wow. They're like on eBay, and um, they were all still in good. Like they were all in the original. All still in good nick, yeah. But it was hard to let. It was hard to let go of them because. The connection with my dad and I just does this thing if you have the thing so long, it's like letting part of yourself go. Like you know, even though it wasn't, I was into the smurfs as much as the next person. Like it wasn't a big fan. It was it was more that it was a rare thing. I knew it was a rare thing. Um, but yeah, letting it go wasn't easy. Like <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Like I, I yeah, because yeah, I know the few bob is nice and to actually let somebody else enjoy them and for you to actually make some space. But uh, like your story there, it's a lovely story that you have about you and your dad going in and finding them like so. Yeah, yeah. And I, the thing is, I'll always have that story. And someone, uh, I remember watching a program there a while ago about like I was deciding to sell things and I've been doing that for the last while now, selling all these bits and pieces on eBay. Um and they said, like, just take a picture of it. Like, if you're going to sell it and you really kind of rather not sell it, um, just take a photo. Like, you know, just look at the picture and bring back that memory. You don't actually have to physically have it sometimes. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, true. yeah, that's a really good idea. Take a picture. But then yeah. I remember selling some stuff, I think, and I forgot to take the pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's easy done, man. But I suppose you have the story. You, you, you still have the story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, the, the smurfs are cool. I, I love that. I love that. Like your dad was into all that stuff, though. And would you still like? Would would some of his stuff? You'd still have some of that stuff in your collection, would you? Uh, yeah. There'd be still some stuff left, yeah, for my dad's. Um, he would. He would have been. He would have had a massive collection of things, yeah. So I still have some some stuff left, but as I said, like at the moment, I'm trying to get rid of a lot of those collectibles and just keep like some like re, like some car things but let go of all these other little things that i have yeah and you, you, you don't around. have to tell you don't have to be specific but do you think there's any like golden eggs in there like do you think there's anything really fairly special or unique in there anywhere along the way uh well no well like i'd not um i i'd know the value of everything like so i say like over the last few weeks i've sold some stuff on ebay just personal things like uh some so, like seven inch records from the script you know the band the script yeah, yeah. 
they wouldn't be a massive like like band in the sense of people collecting stuff, but they're not like the Rolling Stones or anything. But I, I had a couple of their records like that I bought back in the day for like a pound each. Mm. And I sold them for like uh I don't know, twenty pound each on eBay there. So stuff wouldn't be selling for a fortune. But um like if he's definitely selling it for more than what I bought it, uh and I'd have a load of things like that, a load of stuff for like around you know twenty to fifty quid. Yeah, but it adds up. Like, if, and and somebody else can be enjoying it, and you've you've turned it over. It's like if, I suppose, yeah, it's it's still it's still a nice thing to do, and it's still enjoy- I think the buying and selling is still a fun bit of it, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, I I I like the selling as well. Like, yeah, kick over, coming back and checking if you've sold something. Look, I saw I had all these auction catalogs and magazines and all and I sold some magazines for like 50 quid each a magazine like jeez I've, yeah. I've, I've had me first over the years I've probably had thousands of magazines like I did there was a time I was just stashing them all into my wardrobe like one after another and then after maybe two or three years I just looked in and thought I have to get rid of all them like and I'd be buying like fairly expensive magazines like maybe 10 euro pop or something like that but I just I just either gave them to a friend or let them go. It's something, yeah. I'd never think of like like putting three hundred issues of of a magazine and then maybe just selling them for like a euro each because there's three hundred quid in your pocket, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I suppose there's a good bit of effort involved in it sometimes, isn't there? It's easier yeah. sometimes just to give them away, but uh, and the weight of three hundred but... magazines. Do you ever feel the weight of <laughs> magazines? I know. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. It's if you, if you're selling things that. Aren't worth that much, but they're heavy. Um, the postage is more than the item. <laughs> yeah, but like I used to, I used to buy a magazine uh, called Super Play, and it was about like the Super Nintendo, and kind of just getting away from the financial side of things. Like, uh, uh, I used to go up to Easton's every month, and I was so excited to get the magazine. Like it was, and then to have the magazine and flicking through it at home, and I wouldn't read it all in one go. I'd, I'd kind of have it for the month, and I'd pick it up. And there's, there's these these real strong, uh, nice feelings that I'd, I'd experience just from having a magazine. Like that, be I was the very, very same. It was the if I went up to the square in just in uh, in Dublin, I that was the one thing if I had like £10 in my pocket if I was lucky to have something like that I'd probably go and buy two magazines and I'd be pouring over them for that week yeah. And I, yeah I'd be reading them in snippets and I'd be keeping them all lovely like yeah you're right sometimes I'd keep them in the paper bag from Easton's and not open them up that day I might keep them yeah aside. I'd be the same yeah we'd do that as well yeah the stripey Easton's bag oh, that, paper that was, one. yeah and you could just see through it a little bit and uh, and downstairs I'd go up to the till and sometimes I might go and buy one or two and then I'd go up and find my mum she might be getting the groceries or something and I might even go back down if I had like three or four pound left and I'd buy another man I was and yeah mm. it's it's lo- that feeling of going home with your magazines under your arm was just beautiful wasn't it oh it's great I think it's a ritual isn't it I was just thinking it's that ritual of like okay I'm gonna head up to Easton's the magazine you mightn't even know that the magazine is in so it could be a trip up and it's like ah it's not there Mm. so you get in order sometimes to feel that excitement of the hoy you might have to experience popping in and it's not there 
So yeah. the next time you pop in and it is, you're like, oh, deadly. <laughs> but you still, you never doubt when it's not there. You're looking on the shelf and you're like, no, I'm sure. Or maybe I just haven't seen it. Or maybe it's in a bundle that they haven't put out yet. And you know, yeah, you'll check at the counter. Do you have it? Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. look up and see when that? And you know, when you get the whole, <laughs> no, that's that's not in. Like, ah, come on, after coming all the way up on the bus and I have me five pound in my pocket, come on. I'd usually find something else though because I'm hungry for the yeah. max. But yeah. Uh, Ah, that's cool, man. I, 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 I've enjoyed that. I like talking about the, the like all those things because I suppose there's a bit of um, 80s and 90s nostalgia in it as well. So it's, that was that was really cool. Um, I just want to mention that we had a few weeks off um, between the last episode and this one. Uh, our huge fan base. I hope we didn't disrupt your <laughs> listenings. You, you could have went back and listened from episode one again because, I mean, there's so much in the episodes that you'd probably have to listen to them a few times. So um, <laughs> I was I was briefly in hospital. I'm, I'm grand. Uh, and so we both had little little things to do and we just couldn't um, couldn't get to, to do the podcast. And it's good to be back. We did record another episode 12 a few days ago, but... Uh, there was a technical issue, so we've had to kind of scrap it. But um, look, it's great to be back. I hope everyone is still healthy and well. And um, yeah, like reach out through the channels if you ever want to get in touch with me uh, at Talk to the Bishop or my website um, is talktothebishop.com. And uh, Lar, anything else you need to add? Or No, that's all really. Yeah, yeah. Good to have you back, Jody. Ah man, it's great. I feel good. It was a uh, first kind of stint in hospital. Uh, I was a bit nervous, but I had great care mm. and uh, feeling good. So we'll be, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're we're trying to get back to normal and get two episodes a week back out. So thanks for tuning in. Spread the word, and we'll see you in a few days. <laughs>